Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Patrick Wright. Welcome to another Nats podcast. I'm your host, Pat Rice. Uh, for those listening, this is uh, podcast number two. I promise to do this weekly. Uh, so we're two for two on that, uh, which is good news. So I've been trying to think of a name for this podcast. Um, about six or seven years ago, I started writing for Hail the District. Uh, Rajan and I had done a few other side writing projects together, but he started that website. I joined him. And I started writing a Nats blog called Zim's Corner. Zim had played third. He'd moved over to first. Um, and I think I'm going to roll with that name for this podcast as well. So I'm going to start calling this Zim's Corner. Um, <laughs> no one or no one player can rile up a fan base more than Zerman can with the Nationals. So, you know, some of you may like this, some of you may not. But it is what it is. That's what I'm going to go with. Go with. You know, he's Mr. Nat. Played both both corners of the infield, and um, you know we we miss him. So we're going to roll Zim's corner. Uh, so a couple things. Uh, the way I'm going to lay out this podcast, I'm going to try to do this format um, regularly, so you guys can kind of know what to expect. But basically, I broke it into five sections. One, some quick thoughts. This is pretty straightforward. Quick thoughts on the week. Uh, obviously, there's only been five games, so this should be fairly quick. Then I'll jump into three up, three down. Um, you know, that's a pretty standard policy. A lot of blogs do it, podcasters do it. I figure it's just kind of easy. Also, it gives me a chance to talk about individuals or, or areas of the Nats I think need to do better or are doing very well. Uh, then we'll get into, um, you know, my thought of the week, which will be number three. Number four, we'll be looking ahead. And then number five, I have down as Twitter questions and shout outs. So if you guys have questions or anything like that, let me know. And hopefully I'll get to them on this podcast. I'm guessing that's about one a week or, or zero a week, so I'm sure I'll have time to get to it. So let's dive into some of these quick thoughts. Um, I'll start with the offense. Uh, putrid. I tweeted today that the, the offense is basically butt cheeks. Um, we're five games in. Uh, the Nats have been held to one run three times. Yes, I know one of those games, the, the opener was only uh, five innings, but one run game one, nine runs in game two, game three, two runs, and then the last two games against the Blue Jays, we've only played it, uh, one run in each game. That, you know, that's only, I believe, 13 runs if my math uh, corrects, or 14 runs if my math is, uh, is as accurate here. No, 9, 2, 12. Yeah. Not very good team. Um, I don't really, I don't really have much defense of the offense, but it actually leads into my you know, kind of one thing I've been thinking about so far if these first few games, but the offense is bad. Um, you know, I can't really highlight any one single player. Um, I do have Turner in my in my three up just to give you a little bit of foreshadowing there because he, he, you know, abysmal first two games, but he, you know, he's turned it on. Other than that, I, I'm not very excited about the offense. We can have as good as pitching as we want, but if we can't score runs, it doesn't really matter. Um, Defense, woo boy, not good. Um, you know, we've committed seven errors already. Castro has three of them. Uh, it's not an inspiring, inspiring defense. Today against the Blue Jays, for those who, um, you know, didn't get a chance to watch the game last night, uh, the Nats were down 3-1, or were down 2-1, excuse me, I think in the fifth uh, with Voth on the mound. He was trying to get out of the inning, got a routine ground ball into the shift, and Castro just... Throw it too high to, to uh, Kendrick, who had jumped to get it. The guy was safe, next batter single. All of a sudden, you, you, you went from a 2-1 game going to the bottom of the fifth to a 3-1 game. Uh, you can't give away runs when your offense is struggling. I know it's only five games, and look, no one is here to panic, uh, not yet at least, but you can't be giving away runs, especially with a young pitcher like Voth on the mound. And to his credit, he settled down and actually got the next um, next batter, which I believe is Joe Panic, 
to uh, to fly out to right field. That's got to be cleaned up. We had five errors in one game against the Yankees, which is oddly enough the only game we've won so far. Um, the, the defense is, has has been really bad. Um, lastly, I'll, I'll touch on the pitching. Pitching's been kind of what it was supposed to be advertised. Max, you know, gave up four runs, but his stuff looks pretty good. You're you're also facing the Yankees, and and that pitch he made a mistake to uh, Stanton on. You know, that ball got crushed. But then, you know, I'm not worried about Max. I do think he's on. He's going to start to decline a little bit, but you know, decent Max is still better than most pitchers anyway. And I'll take I'll take Max over anybody any day of the week. And I know people were pissed that Strasburg wasn't the opener, but you know, I guess with Strauss the way it is, we don't know if he's even going to pitch this time or this season. Uh, I would not be surprised if he chooses to opt out. He he sounded um, I forget his exact quote. It was this season's messed up already anyway. I think was his quote. Uh, before he found out of his nerve and his thumb. So we might not see Strasburg. So I'll take Max over anybody. Corbin was lights out. I know a lot of folks really wanted him to stay in against the Yankees uh, on Sunday, but he himself admitted he was gassed. But sixth in the third, only gave up the home run. He he was lights out. Uh, shout out to Voth uh, and uh, Eric Fetty. You know, both those guys vying for that fifth spot. Sounds like Voth has it and he has a pretty stranglehold on it. But Fetty came in. Uh, and replace of Strasburg gave up one earned run and two runs uh, overall in four innings against a very potent lineup with the Yankees. And, and he didn't get the win, but he should. He deserves that win. Shout out to him. Uh, Sanchez was okay. He did serve up four home runs uh, to to the to the Blue Jays yesterday. I'm not too worried about him. He is what he is. He'll grind out innings. Um, good for five or six to start. I'm not worried about the pitching. Uh, the bullpen was uh, it was different. <laughs> Our back end of the bullpen was awful, but um, you know the other guys, the Javi Guerra's, the Tanner Rainey's, the you know Freeman came in through a good. Um, Ryan Harper threw pretty well. Those guys are looking good, and we'll get into the to the rest of the 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 back end of the bullpen here in a second. So those are some quick thoughts. Offense, putrid. Defense really need to clean it up. Pitching. Not quite as dominant as, as we hoped for, but you know, pretty damn good and, and good enough to, to win a lot of games. So let's get into the three up, three down. We're going to start this week with three up. So a little positive notes here. Uh, Tanner Rainey. So in the last blog, I said my prediction, my like bold prediction, if you will, for the year would be that he would be our closer. And Daniel Hudson did look good in his one appearance, so maybe he doesn't quite get to that role. But Tanner Rainey was lights out, and he should be our our closer, or at least our you know chief setup man, in my opinion. Um, at least right now, he he so far he's appeared in three games. He's thrown two and a third, he hasn't given up a single hit, has walked two and struck out three. Um, but I think the thing I'm most encouraged by is he he's come in and really pounded the zone. Yes, he has those two walks. We're going to get that with him. But his stuff is electric, and when he's dialed in, that slider becomes almost unhittable because hitters are sitting back waiting for that fastball, and it just the slider disappears. So very excited about Rainey before the year, and he's lived up to the billing. Three lights-out appearances. My only hope is we don't overuse him. Uh, that is a real thing with Davey, uh, but shout-out to him. Number two is uh, is a twofold. Uh, it's the fifth starter spot, so I have Voth and Fetty written down. Uh, both pitchers you know, were – Great for for what they are. They're great for a fifth, fifth for the fifth spot. So Fetty threw four innings, gave up two runs, one earned against the Yankees. Um, and to be honest, that one or that second run he gave up 
was was brutal. It shouldn't have happened. I think it came right after Turner basically committed two errors in uh, one play. Balls hit to him, then he short hopped, then he short hopped Fetty to the to the uh, pitcher, and eventually or to Fetty, and then eventually they got a hit to get the run in. Fetty was great though. Tip of the captain. I thought Voth. You know, five innings. You know, <laughs> in today's baseball, that's actually a good amount of innings to eat up. He gave up uh, two earned, uh, with that third being that just horrible error from Castro uh, that didn't get them out of the inning. Next batter single, and all of a sudden it's a three-one game. But shout out to both of them. And then lastly, I'm going to go with Trey Turner. A little bit of surprise. He started really poorly. He, you know. I think that game against the Yankees on Saturday might have been the worst game I've ever seen Trey Turner play. So it took him a f- couple games to get going, but um, you know I think he's found his groove a little bit. He's hitting uh, 333, and he's got two doubles and a home run, little pop. You know I like to see him move a little more when he's on base. He did get picked off today, uh, but I think he his bat's going to come around. He he's the key to the top of the lineup, uh, and he scored our only run. Um, uh, this this afternoon, so hopefully he hopefully he'll continue moving, you know, sending upwards. But those are my three ups: are Rainey, Foth, and Fetty, and Turner. And then my three down, um, starting with Starlin Castro. Uh, dude is the king. I think it was District Dingers tweeted. Uh, he's the king of of two out, nobody on uh, singles, and you know his batting average is up there. I think it's about two fifty or a little north of that. But the dude's committed three errors already, um, and one of them, the one today or. Both of them today, so he has three errors, and he committed two today. Both of his errors today led to runs. Uh, He screwed Voth, and then he screwed Will Harris. Dude needs to clean it up. He got dropped from the – he was hitting – was he hitting cleanup or third? He was hitting third in the lineup. He got dropped to sixth today. Um, But, you know, he's he's new. We got him this year, and, and people have high hopes for him. I just don't know if he can play if he's committing these kind of errors and, and not driving in runs. He had you know opportunities against um, the Yankees on Sunday to in the eighth inning to bring in. He came up on, with the bases loaded, one out, didn't get the run home. Uh, he struck out. And then against the Blue Jays yesterday, a similar scenario, came up with runners in scoring position, did nothing with the at-bat. Uh, you know, just not a good week for him, in my opinion. Uh, two... I lump these together, the back end of the bullpen. Uh, Will Harris, Sean Doodle. Um, I'm not I'm not counting Daniel Hudson because he's only appeared once and he had one clean inning. But a lot to worry about with Doodle and Will Harris. Uh, I'll start with Harris. They both, by the way, have 6.75 ERAs. Now, I'm not panicked with either one of them. Uh, they're just in the three-down group. Let's just get that clear. But, you know, I, the thing that is worrisome is Will Harris is throwing 90-mile-an-hour cutters you know, smack in the middle of the plate. I don't care what kind of pitch you throw. And hitters are going to sit on that and blast it. Um, you know, today he got unlucky with the with the error from Castro, but both outings haven't inspired a lot of confidence. And then um, I'm going to touch on Doolittle. I love Sean Doolittle. I know you guys are going to drag him a little bit through the mud. Uh, I think he's going to have a rough year. Um, and I, I don't foresee a long-term future with him. Uh, anymore in DC, he's been hitting around 89. He he did hit 92 the other day against the uh, Yankees, but the guy relies so much on spin rates. Basically, what that does is, if he's sitting 93 to 95, the ball spins so fast that it actually looks like it rises. Hence, some people call it a rising fastball to to hitters. The problem with his velocity now, though, sitting around 89 to 92, and he today he was at 88 to 90. 
the ball doesn't spin nearly as much and it stays flat, at least to the hitters, and they can square it up. And boy, have hitters squared it up. Uh, he got both outs today, but both were lat outs. Wouldn't be surprised if, if both balls off the bat registered over 100 miles an hour. Um, the Yankees torched him a little bit. You know, Judge hit a rocket at Michael A. Taylor. Uh, so I'm worried about them both. And one thing I will say, though, about Doolittle, he got hosed against the Yankees because it is well known that his fastball no longer really plays against righties. Righties crush him. And yet he was brought in in a 2-2 game in the eighth inning against basically a dominant right-handed um, batting order. So not on him. But I'm, too, I'm worried about both of them. I, I do think Doolittle I've, – I've tweeted this. I've texted this to a couple of buddies. I think Doolittle sacrificed his left arm for a World Series last year. He was basically our only pitcher for three months, um, and he, he may have sacrificed his career for that World Series ring. Uh, and if that's the case, Doolittle, we love you. Thank you for everything you did. I hope you can figure things out this year, but we are officially worried about you. Um, and then the last thing I put is little things, just bad bad errors. We have five errors in one game, two errors today. The base running has been you know, abysmal. Uh, we're not moving runners over. We're not scoring um, runners on third with less than two outs. So I'm just going to put, you know, quote, little things. Uh, we had a balk the other day, Rainy had a balk. I mean, it's just the team is not playing good baseball. They're playing like a team that didn't really get a spring training. And I know you can say that about every team, and a lot of teams are, are facing this, but it is what it is. You're the defending champs. Um, you're under a microscope. They need to clean it up. And I'll give you a bonus three down. Because I wrote his name down, didn't think, didn't know whether or not I was going to talk about him, but I'm going to is uh, is Carter Keboom, and he hasn't really done anything. Not to his fault, he hasn't played. So basically, I'm wondering why is he on the team if he isn't going to play? And I understand he has a little bit of a groin issue, uh, which may be keeping him out and keeping Ascab in the game. Ascab, for those listening for the first time, is as Drupal Cabrera. But the personally, I mean, I. Castro, right now I'm looking at a lineup that I could see where Cabrera moves over to second and Kibum plays third. But I have Kibum down because either he's A, too hard to play, um, or B, they're not playing. But regardless, if he's too hard to play, just keep him down in the minors and let's gain a year of service anyway. I don't really understand what's going on with Kibum. That's all I'll say. He could, If he's too hard to play, just put him in the minors. Let's get that year of service. Uh, or play him. Regardless, him sitting on the bench – Doing nothing is bad for all parties. So those are my three up, three downs. And now uh, moving on to my kind of thought of the week is the middle of the lineup. So uh, Nat's talk today tweeted out a picture of everyone's batting average. And they're solid. You know, Eden's hitting pretty well. I think Castro's up around 280 at the time. He tweeted it out. Turner, I already mentioned, at 333. But there's no pop. Zero pop. Think, uh, Eric Thames has a single single. <laughs> One single. He's hitting 200. Uh, he needs to be putting balls and gaps or over the fence. He's boomer bust. Realize that. But if he wants to be in the middle of the lineup, then he needs to be uh, hitting, he needs to be booming a little more. Um, you know, Castro came up both times. Up. This is turning a little bit of a hatred towards Castro in the spot. Don't mean to. I hope he get, I hope he gets out of it. But he's come up multiple times. Hasn't driven any runs in. I mean, we've scored one run in a game three times in five games, and two in one other. The middle of the lineup is non-existent. And, you know, I hate to harp on it, but, you know, that lineup last year went Turner, Eaton, Soto, Rendon, Kendrick, Zimmerman. 
you're missing a third of that right now, right? We'll get into Soto in a second, but no Zerman. He's obviously opted out. Um, he hammers lefties. Uh, and then no Rendon. He's actually, shout out to Anthony Rendon, first game today with the Angels. Uh, but that is a lot that they're missing. And without the three of them, without Zim, Rendon, or Soto, I mean, there has been no middle of the lineup production. I don't care what Nats fans think of any of them. That's a lot. Um, so right now, middle lineup, if you want to win games with the pitching we have, we have to score. And it falls squarely in that three, four, five, six batting order. Uh, and they're not getting it done. So that's my one big thought of the week is, is I don't care about batting averages. In, in, today's, in today's game, you need pop. You need slugging, you need OPS, Turner eating on base, bring them home. It hasn't happened yet. So that's something I think we need to fix. Um, so that brings me to looking ahead, and looking right ahead is to Juan Soto. So today he got his second negative test back from the MLB, so now we're just kind of waiting for him to be cleared. You know, he's. I don't really know all the protocols. It's been really frustrating, all these players getting all these tests, but Soto seemingly not being able to get these tests. It's been a little weird. Sounds like it was a false positive. So we're going to miss him for five or six games uh, for a false positive. Uh, but the good news is, is he has both MLB-sanctioned negative tests back, and he should be rejoining the lineup. I was hoping it would be today, but I'm guessing it will be tomorrow um, when they play at Nats Park but are the road team against the Blue Jays. Kind of a funky funky thing. Um, but Soto will be back. That's huge. So my one big thing was basically the middle lineup sucks. Soto is big in there, right? You get the arguably best uh, left fielded or left fielder back in baseball. Uh, put him right back in the middle of the lineup, and um, he may s- struggle for a few games, but we know one. He'll come in. He'll strut his stuff. He'll 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 hit the ball the opposite way. He'll take his walks. He'll give the Soto shuffle. Uh, I'm excited to see if if we can get any pitchers pissed off and saying something to him, catching it on camera. Um, but excited to have him back. We also have. Uh, two games remaining this week, so just alluded to it, but with the Blue Jays still in town, the next two games are in Nats Park, but because the Blue Jays did not have a home field until about three days ago, uh, they are playing two home games at Nats Park. So we will be playing at home, but we will be the road team. Uh, we have Max going uh, tomorrow, so fingers crossed we can kind of get back on track. I think Max... I really hope this doesn't backfire, but I think Max will, will carve up the, the Blue Jays a little. If we have Juan back, you may see a little extra pep in the step in the lineup. I'm, a predict, I'm predicting an early win tomorrow. And then Thursday, we'll probably get Fetty again. I don't think Strasburg is going to pitch, so we'll go right back into Fetty. Um, and, and then we have the weekend off. Um, for those following, obviously, I've been tweeting uh, Rob Manfred is, is a coward. Well, I still think he's a coward. I'm going to tweet it every day. Uh, but the Marlins uh, have 19, I believe, confirmed cases of COVID, and they are basically suspended until the end of the week. Uh, so our games with them are, I don't know if they're postponed, when they're postponed to, if they're outright canceled. Uh, I haven't immediately dived too much into it. but So no games this weekend. Um, so two games, we get Soda back, Max will be on the hill, uh, and then, yeah, that's 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 the week ahead. It's kind of Kind of weird. We have baseball back, and all of a sudden we have a full weekend off. Um, for the record, I don't think the season's going to last, but that's another question for another time. Um, so last thing is my Twitter questions and shout-outs. Uh, first, the question from um, Andy B. I need to look it up because I forgot what he asked. But he said, 
That's why American sports are so big across the pond. Here I am at 12.15 watching the Nats. We all know I won't miss a Washington game as well. I'm going to be honest with Andy B. <laughs> I, uh, I don't live in England. I live in Seattle. So we are very far away from each other. Um, I'm pumped that there does seem to be a large following over towards, uh, towards across the pond. Um, so those who don't know Andy B, I've retweeted his podcast a few times. He's, he's in charge of the um, DC Tweet Team podcast. Uh, of, of uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say British, but I'm just gonna say of all UK uh, members of the of fans that that love the the Redskins or, or excuse me, the Washington Football Team and the Nats. Uh, but shout out to him for watching the Nats games so late at night, and and you know, with baseball Brit bringing a lot of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's, he's brought a lot of eyeballs to baseball from the UK. So hopefully that continues. Uh, Andy B, I, I don't know why. Your, the teams are, are doing so well over there, but I'm pumped. Um, or why the, our sports are doing so well over there, but I'm pumped you're watching, and, and hopefully you'll continue to listen to our podcast, and we'll continue to listen to yours. Um, again, his podcast is a DC Tweet Team, so give them a follow. They do some good stuff. Uh, but Andy B, keep watching, buddy. Uh, and then the last shout-out I'll give is to one lovely lady, C. <laughs> I've interacted with her a few times on Twitter over the last three or four years. Uh, but probably a little more recently um, after she has said, quote, I'm not going to put up people's shit this year. Um, keep doing it. You, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Twitter can be a really dumby place. So shout out to you. Uh, and uh, so that's that. That's the weekend. That's Nets Pod. That's Zim's Corner Pod. Um, I will be back in about a week. Um, but until then, I hope we get two W's before next week. And everyone stay safe. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast.